Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. Welcome. My, My name, name is Vero. <laughs> we did it again. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Heidi. My name is Vero. <laughs> and we are going to boop some snoots today. <laughs> yes. Today we're going to talk about small dogs and big dogs. And small, small dogs, dogs, big dogs. <laughs> <laughs> small dogs versus big dogs. Yes. <laughs> it is the forever debate. Before we get into, I think we have a couple of articles, right? I think I have one and Barrow has one. And so we were just going to talk through them about the small versus big dog debate or different things pertaining to small dog and big dogs. Yes. But um, before we start that off, I just wanted to share a little, a little dogo experience as I usually do, but uh, uh, as a, also as a nice friendly reminder to people. So my... I have a husband and two boys, uh, two teenage boys, and uh, they have left for the next month to go to a summer camp. So um, it's a huge lifestyle change within the household. And, you know, there's no longer all these people around. It messes up the routine with the dog a little bit. So whenever something big like that is happening, even if it's a temporary change, like they're gone for one month, you need to think about how that's impacting your dog. So, you know, I have boys that uh, play with the dog throughout the evening. They feed them at different times. Well, they also, uh, my husband took our older dog, Becky, with him to camp. So um, Gibbon, my younger Weimaraner and it's also important to note note that he is a Weimaraner <laughs> because mm-hmm. they they are prone <laughs> yeah. to the separation anxiety and I was kind of curious this is the first time that this has happened so all of a sudden one day you know 90% of our household packed up and left <laughs> and Gibbon is I was kind of wondering <laughs> how that was going to impact Gibbon but instead of thinking about hmm what is he going to do I started to think hmm what am I going to do to even prevent any funky behaviors that that might go on because you know that he all these different ways in which he would burn energy playing with the kids doing like all that different stuff even playing with the other dog is now all leaving so if I you know leave him on his own all day and don't don't change my behavior at all you could potentially run into some behavioral issues Mm -hmm. so what I started doing is going back to some basic manners and training and exercises like we've always done. It also, this this just happened over a holiday where there tends to be lots of fireworks. And I noticed all of our uh, different uh, dog personalities uh, and from the different companies and trainers and stuff all had a big chat about fireworks um, and dogs. So there was the firework aspect of things too, because we noticed him not like, I don't want to say he's reactive, but like borderline the beginnings of some like reactive stuff uh, around the fireworks too. So I definitely noticed more of a nervous behavior in him. I could see sort of like more anxious behavior. There was a lot more energy and stuff like that. So I was like, hmm, what am I going to do about this? So it was making him wait a little bit longer for his food because that's the mental exercise Mm -hmm, that they get. Yes. Taking him for an extra W A L K. Sorry, he's sitting right next to me. <laughs> um, looking very laid back right now. Looking very laid back right now because of the things that I've implemented. So mm-hmm. you, you know, sending him to place and having him stay there. Um, 
So every day when I get home from work, uh, I have my dad, of course, walk him like throughout the day. So he, I know he's getting that physical exercise. But as if any of you have listened to any of our shows, I'm sure you've heard me talk about how there is zero structured anything with my father. So <laughs> I know that he's getting the physical exercise, but not not much else. So what I've been doing is I come home and I take Gibbs out for a structured WALK <laughs> and with at the end uh, letting him loose for a quick uh, run through the park close. You think close if I yell house. walk loud enough, you'll hear me? Oh, you can give it a try. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Turn Do down it. your volume, everyone. <laughs> walk. No. No. <laughs> no. That wasn't too loud. I just don't want to, you know, <laughs> burst Nothing. anybody's ears. Nothing. He's, he's We're listening right on now. The, on the couch here. So <laughs> what, what the structured WALK looks like is, um, you know, keeping them on leash, having them, you know, uh, in the heel position walking next to me, thresholds at every uh, crossroad, walk, crossing any street or anything like that, having them sit, stay and wait for my release command before he WALKs next to me and <laughs> those types of things. So it's, he's getting all of that mental stuff on top of, on top of it. And I have to say it's been working quite well. I haven't noticed to uh, any strange behaviors. Like I said, I noticed he's a little bit more nervous energy styles, but since doing all these things in place, it hasn't been an issue. So there was one night where I was, um, I worked shift work. So I was, working the late shift and my dad came to let him out and when I got home and that was like on the holiday as well where all the when all the fireworks were going off and he's not scared he's not shaking he's not but if a firework goes off in the neighborhood it's the head pops up the ears are up like he's interested yeah and 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 and, um he does the you know the <laughs> but not a full on bark. But the you know the way that I handle that is I put them in place. I put them in the place command where and even I notice with the nervous energy if I put them in place again like we've talked about this um, in other episodes with training place uh, can is anything. You start out by using a dog bed and you when you say place he knows that he has to go and lay down there and that he's gonna stay there until I release him. So it t- it sort of shuts their brain off. You're giving them something to focus on so that they're not mm-hmm. reactive or they're not anxious. It's like, okay, I'm listening to her. She wants me to do this. And it tires them out. So like what, like uh, he's following me around. He's wiggling his butt around. He's picking up his toys. He's like sort of walking around me. And I'm like, dude, like he's so busy. And I know I understand where it's coming from. But he's I'm like, like a tripping hazard. Yes. And I'm like, place. <laughs> and then he goes and he sits there. And until he falls asleep, because it's exhausting. But he knows, like, well, yeah. I just got to lay here until she tells me what to do next. So I'm getting so bored. I'm, I'm getting so bored. <laughs> I'm going to go go to sleep. And yeah. um, and it's perfect. And it helped with the whole fireworks situation. And it helped with the whole nervous behavior. And just some, so having some of these, like, fundamental uh, commands under your belt really helps yourself it makes it versatile into so many other situations. Same thing. Like if you bring a dog bed with you and you're going to a friend's cottage that you don't know, 
you keep them on leash, you let them explore like, you know, small surroundings and slowly opening it a bit larger to them. But then you have their dog bed. So when they're getting in the way or they're not sure what to do, or it's like, oh my God, there's so much stuff going on here and it's overwhelming for them. Mm -hmm. You say place and it's like, okay, it's all, it's almost like a relief. It's like, okay, I know how to do plays. So yeah, I'll do that. It's the same thing. And I am exhausted because it's all like, it's a new environment. It's super overwhelming. So anyways, I just thought I would share my experience on that. Some people think like, forget about the dog. You know, you have young families, you're trying to organize stuff. There's changes or people go on trips or people go and stay with somebody for a while for many different reasons. And you just have to think, how is this going to impact the dog? And what am I, and what am I going to do to think of them and, and maintain that trusting relationship, right? Like. Well, my parents had a dog and they would only move the furniture around (laughs) and she would get depressed. (laughs) It's true. Sometimes, and they, they, and I think we talked about that where they pick up on that type of stuff, right? Like Mm -hmm. they see the suitcases come out and it's like, oh, oh, yeah, (laughs) something's going on. (laughs) Oh, they also had, um, I'm going to share a little something too. Mm -hmm. They had a golden retriever. Her name was Sandy. Mm-hmm. And when she saw you, she would grab a toy in her mouth and she would like approach you full on wiggle butt mm-hmm. whining. She's like so excited to see you. It was like a mm, 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 mm. and then just like shaking her tail so much that her butt was just going from left to right. <laughs> I was just wondering, I wonder if Ralph is going to be like that. So my parents visited today mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was doing the whining and the full wiggle butt really mom yeah really (laughs) yeah yeah he was so so excited to see her and oh my god that's so funny I'm like is he whining (laughs) yeah it's like it's just too much it's too much and then he was like on his back and just like scratch my belly oh my god so cute (laughs) that's so good though that's so good though because it's like he's submissive too he's like yeah yep he does that when he comes out of his crate so I oh, open yeah. the door, he stays in his crate, and then I say, free. Mm-hmm. And then he comes to me and he wags his tail, but then he's on the floor on his back <laughs> for me to scratch his belly, like, first thing yep. in the morning. That's awesome. I love and it. And then we go pee-pees. Yeah. Do, do, so since my family has been gone, we have a king-size bed. You th- Like, people always, <laughs> when, you're, when your spouse leaves, you think, oh, yeah, you get the bed to yourself. Nope. I'm nope. at the very edge of it with Gibbon <laughs> shoved right up against me. Aww. I've got no extra space. I've got there like go. nothing. He's like right up, right all up in my business. He's probably loving it. He's like, yeah. oh, he, yeah, he's got. He all has the, so much space. He's happy, Matt's got. Like, he's <laughs> like, ah, yes, I can stretch these bouquet of gibbon legs out. <laughs> bouquet of legs. All right. Bouquet well, legs. so Heidi, mm-hmm. are you a small dog or a <laughs> large dog person? <laughs> I think it's fairly obvious. Yes. (laughs) But there's also medium dogs. There's medium, but yeah, there's the there's the debate over what to call a small dog or a medium dog. In my article it said 40 pounds and below is considered small. Yeah. And that 40 pounds and up is considered big. Was yours kind of similar? Yeah. So there's an article and they did a survey on um for like large dogs and small dogs, and I think uh, they split them up at the 44 pound. Mm-hmm. Yes. So below 44, it was small dogs. Above 44 or 44 and above <laughs> 44, mm-hmm. we don't know. <laughs> so have you ever had a small dog? Uh, no. 
Yeah, me, well, me neither. No. But, and this is Gibbs' is dog number three. However, Matt has. When he was young, they had a Jack Russell Terrier. Oh, yeah. But it was too aggressive. Oh. This is foreshadowing, by the way, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Small dog, aggressive. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Why is that? <laughs> what is going on? Qu'est-ce qui se passe? <laughs> Qu'est-ce qu'elle a happen? <laughs> Do you want to talk about your article first, or would you like me to yes, go first? Yes, um, okay. I can go ahead. So this yeah, is an can. article that's on the AKC website. Mm -hmm. um, it's called, Why Small Dogs Behave Differently Than Large Dogs. So they did a survey of 1,276 surveys. And so dog owners, so small dogs were below 44 pounds, large dogs 44 pounds and above. And they discovered that... Some of the stereotypes have been confirmed. <laughs> Ooh. So um, small dogs were less obedient. Mm -hmm. So obeying to like commands such as sit and down and come. Uh, mm -hmm. More excitable, including barking and growling at strangers, uh, visitors and other dogs. And they were more anxious and fearful. Mm -hmm. So more like skittish and all of that. However, the next question was, are these differences due to genetic factors or the way that small dogs are treated in comparison with large dogs? Mm -hmm. So are they trained differently? How do we treat them? Mm -hmm. So researchers, <laughs> researchers found um, an inconsistency with training in small dogs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, letting things slide. And I kind of saw this. Uh, when I was, when I first got Ralph, mm -hmm. things like, you know, I wanted him to follow me outside, you know, it was mm -hmm. like minus 40 degrees and he had peed, he had poop. Um, and I was like, come on, Ralph, come on, Ralph. And he would want to stay. Sometimes mm -hmm. I would just like pick him up and bring him in. Yep. Cause that's super easy. Yep. <laughs> and then at some point I was like, I'm not always going to be able to do that. Yes. So I have to teach him that mm -hmm. when I say come, he, he comes to me. But when a dog doesn't grow to that size and you don't have that in mind, they, you just keep picking them up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So things like that, jumping on people, you know, it's yeah. cute, can be considered cute for a small dog. Except um, you when might they have start. claws. When they have yes. claws, it hurts. <laughs> they, and especially in the summertime when you're wearing shorts and stuff, right? It's yeah. one thing when you have pants on, but you notice it in the summer when a dog comes up and they scratch at your legs, it's like, ow, like, mm -hmm. like. Like my mother-in-law's dog like scratched the bejesus out of my legs. And I was like, ow, whoa, 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 whoa. Anyways. Yeah. Yep. Continue. Yeah, no, that's true. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they might get their dog and start training them not to jump on people. Some days they let it slide because, you know, it's not really hurtful. It's not like it's going to be a great Dane or anything. Mm -hmm. So things like that. Um, lack of shared activities. So they discovered that. Mm -hmm. um, they mentioned jogging, mm -hmm. which is true. Mm -hmm. uh, you would never bring like your little chihuahua <laughs> jogging with you. For like a marathon? Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, hiking, you know, you see people, well, maybe biking, you would bring your small dog, but like hiking might be, you know, a little bit more difficult depending on where you're going. Or how long you're going for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the use of punishment. So I'm not sure about this one. Um, it's not the punishment 
like the different punishments that are used, but when they are used, they have a greater effect on the mm-hmm. dog. So things like jerking a leash really hard, scolding, hitting a dog will have a greater effect mm-hmm. on a small dog. I think that highlights like a big part of it is that small dogs are not trained the same way as big dogs. Um, you know, think it's easy to let things slide because they're a smaller size, they cause less damage. And then you're left with a small dog that, you know, doesn't really behave as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it does cause less damage. Yes. Mm-hmm. These are all things to consider in the big dog, small dog debate. So yeah. it's it's funny because we, we've already claimed our biases at the, at the beginning of this discussion. And, you know, it, it's, it's funny. I'm doing a lot of, like, research article reading and you have to claim, like, your stance when, when producing <laughs> something. <laughs> so we are large dog biased people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in this episode in the <laughs> big dog small dog debate but when you think of a small dog you think like yappy you think like yeah it, some people think aggressive because like the chihuahuas are known for being like ankle biters right yeah and that type of thing and i i think that you know when you start getting into the dog training world and stuff like that people do tend to humanize the smaller dogs a little bit more you know what i mean and and it's like when they're because they're tiny and, and they look so tiny. And even though like, it's like you lose the rationalization of, you no, know, the dog is still like older and mature, yeah. but and they look like, like a, a petite, like a, and it is like yeah. a baby. Do you, do you remember on the episode when we talked about um, the television show canine intervention and mm-hmm. in, the, in oh, one yes. of the, in one of the episodes where he goes to the small dog lady's house and they go, they're like, all right, well, let's go like see how he does something like that. Yeah, I think so. And he's like, all right, well, let's see how he does on a walk. And then she starts pulling out the stroller and she needed like a raincoat. And <laughs> a he suitcase. was like, yes, I like, forgot a, the suitcase. <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> of all these things that the dog might, it was like, it was like taking a baby for a walk. Like she yeah. had like all these like accoutrements to, to take the other thing. Yeah. Bringing a small, like you often see small dogs on retractable leashes. Yeah. They just go wherever they want to. You know, if they pull, it's not a big deal because you're so much yeah. bigger than they are. Yeah. And I, but and when I it think, comes to a big dog, you let that happen. And they're pulling your arm out of your socket. So yeah. there's definitely the urgency for more training, I think, with large dogs because of these things. And that when people are getting a large dog, they tend to keep these things in mind. Like you said, when he was young and you're potty training him outside, you're, t- you're trying to teach him to come, but it's so easy to just pick them up. Mm-hmm. And because it's it's cold, it's nighttime, and you're, you, you, there's all kinds of rationalizations that you can come up with. But those rash, like those exceptions... I think are easier to become behaviors with small dogs because there is no urgency. The dog isn't getting bigger. The dog isn't getting louder. The dog isn't um, jumping and doing as much damage to either furniture, things, people, like all of that stuff, like doesn't happen as much with small dogs. So, and my article sort of talks about that. So let me see here. So the first thing they talk about is that there is like a sizable spectrum. There's like, you know, all ranging from like the tiniest little Chihuahua to like, you know, a St. Bernard, right? And that, um, you know, they talk about how people consider about what size of dog to get and and they they sort of 
talk about some of the considerations. So like one of the things it says, like, you know, a dog size does have practical consequences. And they say like, just, you know, ask anyone with a great Dane suffering from diarrhea. <laughs> Mm. it's it's not gonna have quite the same consequence for a person with like a small Maltese <laughs> yeah or a Chihuahua right and um just like when you're trying to get a um you know a, a, a Chihuahua into a car that that's not wanting to um you don't have to think about you know w rather than trying to get like a Newfoundlander inside the car that's refusing right like you can't like you said it's it becomes about the lifting thing and the the physicality like of it like and just like you said pulling your arm off rather than like these little dogs just not doing that so you don't yeah. you don't have to train to the size of the dog you know mm -hmm. what i mean and then it just talks about how the cost involved as well. So like small dogs are like less expensive. Now, mind you, we say that, but you know, Chanel and Louis Vuitton make little dog carriers that you can put your dogs in to carry around. <laughs> I think like, I find that like the, the amount of things that people buy for small dogs, uh, I think is increased rather than like <laughs> big dogs. Too. <laughs> like they, they get like, like you said, when you humanize and you baby them, it becomes like you're buying them clothing and you're getting them sunglasses and you're getting the stroller or you're getting the carrier to carry them around. I remember being in Tokyo, Japan and you, when we went shopping, when you went into one of these designer stores like Chanel or Louis Vuitton or Michael Kors or whatever, there was the big store and then they had a dog section for <laughs> for all of the tiny Aww. dogs, for all the tiny <laughs> little funny. designer dogs. I know, you know, you talk about the cost, but when you talk, those are all things that are sort of, you know, take it or leave it. But when you get into vet bills, for sure, your vet bill is going to be more expensive with a Great Dane rather than a Chihuahua. You also have to think about food right mm -hmm. obviously food's gonna be a bit more expensive yeah. what the bag ones and um it does talk about the mobility issues so it's funny because like and i think i mentioned this on a recent episode that a close friend of the family who's like very much a dog person his wife's like a professional dog trainer um they had a great dane they had a g-shep <laughs> and um he just recently got a new dog and I was like, oh my goodness, what kind of dog did they get? Like, I was like so excited. <laughs> and they got this like Swedish Valhund, which is like, basically looks yeah. like a, a G-Shep in a Corgi had a baby. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was almost disappointed. I was like so excited to hear like what breed he was going to get. Yeah. And I was shocked to find out that he got a small dog because they've always had such large dogs. And when I asked him, like I was like you know I'm here I am showing my dog bias again I said what why didn't you get a real dog <laughs> <laughs> but um he because he's he's getting older him and his wife are getting older they can't lift yeah. the great dane into the car to take to the vet they can't lift the the like as the dog gets older they can't lift the dog on to the the bed not that the dog's sleeping with them or but but you can't take the dog upstairs you can't lift him upstairs if he needs to go upstairs yeah. and these types of things and that was the reasoning behind the choice for a small dog getting more into my article they talk about um the behavioral aspect of it too so they do talk oh they they also talk about some of the uh environmental reasons so when you're looking to rent an apartment um and i noticed this too as a a friend of mine is moving to vancouver uh which is you know pretty big city she's looking for a condo um she has a small dog and 
when we were looking for places for her to live, most of them say small, small dogs only. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that type of stuff. Uh, and it talks about like the exercise needs, uh, sensitivity and those types of things with like, um, small dogs and of course they 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 preface everything by saying that obviously there's a you know these are generalizations that we're making there's people who do train their small dogs like really well there's people there's dogs that are less sensitive or less barky or less like all of this Uh, and and it says like you know are these behavioral differences size-based and it says for the most part the answer is absolutely not dogs of all size like love to play and and fetch or go on walks or run off leash or do all this stuff or play with other dogs and participate in all this stuff like like you mentioned and I'm almost wondering if like your article was sort of like quoted in this article too it then then you have to look at the owner like at some point you have to turn and look at the owner and what like what are those different different types of things yeah so it talks about is the guardian how does the guardian behavior towards dogs of different sizes uh influence their behavior it said so it it talks uh about they quote a couple of different studies and in one of them it says that um that dogs were reported to be less obedient slightly more aggressive or excitable and more anxious and fearful and that people with small Mm -hmm. dogs also reported a lower level of consistency in in their training and rules than with larger dogs ta-da and and again it's true it's because it dog training takes patience and it takes time and when you know that the size is going to work against you you know in all the examples that i provided you you know that you have to do it with a large breed dog you have to and it's so hard because they are so cute but you you know down the road it's going to be a problem you need to think long term and Mm -hmm. with small dogs like like I said you know three times in this episode already like people don't need to think about that but one thing that they commented on here that I found very uh interesting is that they found that especially with the small dogs that have very pronounced like more juvenile features such as as we mentioned in the last episode the cavalier king charles because he Mm -hmm. has that tiny little skull and that tiny little face and like the tiny little like soft floppy ears is that um (laughs) they call researchers called it the um awe um phenomenon you know like oh or Aww. like he's he's scared oh and you pick him up oh that yeah. big dog's scaring him oh and like oh let's oh he looks so cute let's buy him a little hat oh look at the little sunglasses on him oh and it, and, <laughs> and and it goes on and on and on and it, and it talks about like that hormone that people release like oxytocin when mm-hmm. like when you're looking at these it's just the same as looking at a baby a mom looking at her baby it releases like hormones where you're like oh and so you're immediately it's like the dogs got you wrapped around their finger mm-hmm. and it is some of the small breeds are super cute we we talked about it and so and it, when i when i think back to our breeds episode when we went through different breeds i think it our bias showed there as well because <laughs> i think we did mostly large breed dogs but um um, so then it talks about socialization in, in, in this article. These are some of the things that you mentioned in yours. And I'm wondering if this is the part where it, it sort of talked about your article a little bit. Um, and it just talked about the socialization. So people are so quick to pick up their dogs in like uncomfortable situations. 
Mm-hmm. So you're not, so you're not uh, forcing them to, or, or teaching them the coping mechanisms that they need when you're talking about socialization with your dog. And again, for those of you who haven't listened to other episodes, when we're, when we say socialization, I sent Vero a, a meme today, actually, um, where it says, you know, when people, uh, think about socialization with dogs, they think it means playing with other dogs. It's not, it's about introducing them to different environments, different sounds, different, uh, textures, different everything. Um, you know, getting them used to loud sounds like fireworks, or if you live in downtown car be with cars being around and pavement or versus sand versus grass versus water and all these different things. And so when a little tiny baby, cute little dog, a little sweet Cavalier King Charles, (laughs) you know, goes on the sand and and like my, yep. Like the, uh, it's so easy to just pick them up real quick. Right. And now you're not socializing them. You're teaching them that the smallest little yip is going to get them out, out of an uncomfortable situation. And the less you socialize your dog, the more they are going to be reactive. And this is why you find like that small dogs are more aggressive. You get people coming at them or you have them in an uncomfortable situation. So now they're already on edge and have that fear and anxiety. And then you get people going, oh, I'm going to touch them and touch their face. And mm-hmm. so they bite. They bite. Yeah. They go bite you. And they're you. so small. You're going to get bit. And then, oh, Gibbs, is, here I am talking about reactivity. And here goes my dog barking. <laughs> it's kind of like when you greet a large dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not, you're more cautious, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. A lot of people put out their hand. Um, they go like pat the side of the dog instead of like top of the head. But when it's a small dog, you're like towering over this dog and you're reaching down yes. to pet the dog. It's kind of scary for that dog. Absolutely. And they bite. And then you're, it's, you're sort of bringing me into the next section of the article here, which is talking about codes of conduct. <laughs> so. Right. So exactly <laughs> like what you're saying, like if you see a big Cane Corso and you're coming up and you think, oh, he's cute, which you might not like this is the the other bias that we talked about all of our biases of small dogs. But the big ones is that people are scared of bigger dogs, like they're more cautious around bigger dogs because like, like is he friendly? Can I yeah, pet him? Is he not? And it's because of their size and that they're capable of doing much more damage. Right. Mm-hmm. So even in this article, the author talks about a specific story where somebody called bylaw on somebody's chihuahua because it was biting him. And when the bylaw officer showed up, they laughed in the guy's face and said, like, what is this little chihuahua going to do to you? But getting bit is getting bit, man. It doesn't matter yeah, what size. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Like, I, I think I mentioned on an episode once where my sister's uh, Dashun bit me once. I was playing with him. It was all fine and everything. But then my mom had crackers and cheese. And I went to go play with him, not thinking about the food. And he reacted like he was focused on the food. I went to go play with him, not thinking because, you know, I'm, I just wasn't thinking. And um, he he broke skin like he bit my hand hard and drew blood and it was it hurt <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yeah. if but when you know uh dashun is chasing you down the street and biting at you it's still like uh, equally as unpleasant like it, it's definitely more scary if a pit bull is coming at you like aggressively because you know that's gonna 
it's definitely cause a lot of damage. Cause more damage. Yeah, you can yeah. bite your arm and stuff like that. So, and as a result, guess uh, what size dogs get uh, euthanized more? Large. The large dogs. The large ones. Our big boys, Pharaoh. Our oh. big boys. <laughs> So um, just in terms of code of conduct and behavior, um, their studies showed that um, ultimately it is the human behavior that impacts the disobedience in small dogs. There you have it. And there you have it. (laughs) And it just, and and again, it goes on and on. And it's, it's, it's a lot about the human behavior with small dogs. And, and I have to say, I, I agree with it. You know, People don't react as much. If their small dog bites somebody, they're not as like, like, oh my God, or it's not as much of a travesty as if like, again, like a St. Bernard were to bite somebody's arm. Clearly the yeah. St. Bernard's going to do more damage than the smaller one. But I don't think it's less okay or like more okay for a small dog bite. Like, yes, it's more. Anyways, I'm talking in circles here. But um <laughs> So they did find that um, there are some like correlations between size and breed characteristics. And they said that like many, many small dogs are bred for certain jobs, right? So like you get the ground ones and like the dashing, they're like bred to burrow and get like the burrowing animals. Like, so Mm -hmm. they dig and they're small to the ground and stuff like this. And, um, and so there's certain behaviors associated obviously with small dogs and, and big dogs. Um, they also talk about one study showed that a lot of small dogs were more likely to come from pet stores, which tend to, and, and in Canada, right. they, they, they've, we now have law about these pet stores and where they get their dogs from and stuff like that. So I can remember, I think when I took uh, Gibbs, down to the states because we live like right on the border of america pretty pretty close and the vets are way cheaper on that side so i took gibbon to get fixed in, in america and i can remember when we dropped him off we went to this mall to go shopping for the day and i remember just being like absolutely flabbergasted that there was this pet store and they had like all the windows with like all the dogs in it which i can remember going to as a child but you just do not see that in canada anymore like oh like you just don't right no anyways but it talks about how a lot of people get their small dogs from these pet stores which tend to acquire their stock from puppy mills which are known Mm -hmm. for terrible breeding practices and like horrible environments and so it's almost like you're getting a rescue yeah and that affects their definitely affects their temperament oh big time personality exactly it's not fair to the dog it's not fair to the dog. So mm. that's um, that's what I have to say at the end of um, of my article. I read up. Um, so it said that small dogs, like their survey showed that small dogs are less obedient. So they don't obey to command, sit down and come. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because there's inconsistency in the training. But mm-hmm. also, um, so the same thing, like you're approaching a small dog uh, you want to do sit. So most people will kneel mm-hmm. to teach a small dog how to do that. I know I did it with yep. Ralph. Mm-hmm. But then they, when they ask the dog to do sit while they're standing, the dog doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. So the dog, like smaller dogs understand that they associate you kneeling down with them sitting. Yeah. So it's kind of like an extra it's step like an- that you have to do. 
in in the training and stuff like that yeah. yeah it's true because it's like an it's like an extra distraction for them like they're just like but you're not kneeling when you you're tell not me kneeling. to sit it's all these things yeah there's a lot more factors that come into training a small dog for sure mm-hmm. the other thing i wanted to mention that has nothing to do <laughs> with our topic today mm-hmm. uh has to do with our topic of last week um okay. we talked about the evolution of braids oh yes and we talked about the poodle that had like the braided hair mm-hmm. um, in the past, but now it's like poofy. Mm-hmm. I went to a park today. Yeah. And I saw a white poodle that had like braided hair. See, I wouldn't even. It was like dreadlocks. How, how, so how did you know it was a poodle and not like Just one the, of the dreadlock dogs? Because it had like a really pointy face. Pointy nose. Oh, yeah. okay. Did you And the head them? was like fluffy, but the rest oh, yeah. of the body was all like dreadlock style yeah did you ask the owner is that a poodle or no. did you just know the belly was shaved i would have asked oh man i would have asked him about his dog i would have been like oh. why the dreads like how come you didn't go a la poof the poodle poof <laughs> <laughs> viva poof <laughs> yes the viva poof <laughs> it looked really cool Yes. Like the belly was shaved, so it's not like she's just letting the poodle's hair grow and she's not taking care of it. Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah, crazy. She was just at the park playing I would ball. Have, I totally would have asked that. Uh, another thing that they mentioned at the beginning of the article, which I thought funny, is that like when you deal with small dogs and big dogs, another common practice that they see is like the whole um, incongruity of naming the dog. So like you get like a mm-hmm. tiny little chihuahua called Titan. <laughs> yes or like a little like bichon frisé named like tank <laughs> yeah i read and that too yes <laughs> and that like you got these big dogs called like tiny button <laughs> button <laughs> i guess Rose, i think Rose they were Bud. saying it's like couples that can't agree oh yes yes on yes, the yes. type of dog they they're going to get yeah where one wants a large dog and the other one wants a small dog but then they get a small dog but then the other one gets to name the name dog it. yes <laughs> it's like tank yeah. <laughs> bitsy goliath the pug <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just would funny. you ever get a small dog heidi ah uh, or a medium dog do i know what well scrappy i would have called him medium but mm-hmm. i would I, yeah. I would argue that people would have said that he was like more on the large larger yeah. size, size breed dog i can see when i get older i don't know if i can even see when i get older because like to me like i know that i have the know-how to train the dog well yeah so i think i told the story too before when my mother-in-law was going to get a dog she was really had her eyes set on the bernadoodle and mm-hmm. i was so excited i was like this is gonna be amazing he's gonna be so cute like i'm gonna get like to experience another breed and and then she ended up going with a, a mini golden doodle and i was like what like so literally like she invited us over to her house and we knew that she had gotten the dog so i was literally walking into her house thinking i'm about to see this like bernadoodle puppy and like so excited for it <laughs> and then this like little <laughs> golden. i hope mini she never golden. listens i hope she never listens to this this little rat comes running out from the other room and I was just like what the heck is this (laughs) and I didn't say that uh, of course but 
she had her little Gracie and Gracie's a sweetheart and she gets along with Gibbon and she's been, yeah. you know, like she, she puts in an effort to train the dog and that sort of thing, but she definitely has some small breed dog <laughs> tendencies. And, um, I, th- I think because of the size, she is like more cautious, like around like other dogs and, and, and it takes that extra little bit of thought when training and stuff. So like just the other weekend we had a barbecue there and my brother-in-law brought his husky and there's sort of been a bit of contention between gracie the mini doodle and and kraken the the husky (laughs) and um she didn't know how to handle it like she's like is this okay like is this okay what she's doing like is that okay if she when she does this and stuff and she was very nervous with the husky like around her her little her little dog Mm -hmm. (laughs) so the you can see how some of these factors play in, but at the same time, like, so when I think about getting older and like, yeah, am I going to get a great Dane when I'm like, you know, in my fifties and sixties, knowing that it's going to live for the next 10 years and I'm 70 years old trying to lift a Dane into the car? No, probably not. But I don't know that I would be willing to go small dog. I don't know. Would you ever get a small dog? I don't think so. I'd probably get a medium dog. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I were to get another one, I don't know. I do not know. Like, when my sister got the Corgi, he's very cute. But, like, I, yeah, I I would never get a Corgi. Yeah. And the wiener dogs, I don't know. I, I don't like wiener no. dogs because I find they've got, like, way too, they're way too stubborn and have got, like, issues. Never a wiener. But <laughs> no wiener for, no wiener for me, please. And, um. But there are some small breed dogs that look like absolute, like that definitely bring the awe phenomenon to me. Like one of Matt's um, uh, aunts and uncles has a tiny little Pomeranian that they get groomed just so. So he like legit looks like a teddy bear, like a little <laughs> teddy bear poof. Maddox was like obsessed with that dog. Um, but would I, would I get one? No. 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 And um and I think, and I, again, another thing to think about it too is like they said that they're more prone to injury too, like the the smaller dogs. Yeah. So that's another thing. When you talk cost, there's like there's a lot of different factors involved in cost. Like we said, like when it when it comes to all the extras and the clothing and that stuff, for sure. For sure. When it comes to food, like for sure, there's a very obvious discrepancy there. But yeah. um, also when it like you could. We say that it costs more to take a grain to a, a Great Dane to a vet, but when a small dog is prone to injury from people stepping on it, being too rough, like getting bowled over by a, a larger dog at a dog park, like yeah. they're more prone to injury. So maybe you're going more often with a small dog to a vet. I don't know. They're all know. different. All depends on the breed and yeah. just how tiny they are. Like, can you imagine if you stepped on a Chihuahua, you'd kill the damn thing or sit on one. Oh my lord! Oh my lord! No, he'd probably bite you on the bum first. (laughs) Ankle biters, bum biters. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I find it like that's another thing. Like when it comes to public transportation and stuff like that. Like I find like there's like rules, and for obvious reasons, like you can bring a service dog anywhere with you. But I remember. I don't know if you remember seeing all these memes when like a lot of different transportation services in different cities were making the rule that you can only bring your dog if it can be carried. So mm-hmm. people people were like 
getting like a big Costco bag and cutting four leg holes in it and carrying like their golden retrievers like on the subway. I can carry it. <laughs> but there was like another guy who I think, did he have a corgi with a backpack and he would carry and he had a little GoPro on. So it was like filming people's oh, reactions yeah, yeah. as he walked around like in public and on the subway and everything yeah. like that. And the little corgi was just so happy to be I think it's like Max carried around. Yes. And um yeah, so so you know, like I get it. It's definitely more portable and like you can do all of that, but yeah, there's it's not fair. It's not fair for the big dogs. We gotta work harder fair. for it. We we gotta we gotta work harder for it. <laughs> big dog bias rules. Yes. Public transportation. <laughs> Put them on. Yes. Is that a wrap? That is a wrap. That is a wrap. <laughs> Tune in next week. On <laughs> We have the giggles. Tune in next week on the Let's Boop Snoots. Boop. Bye. Boop.